let's not overthink this. Buckeyes have been rolled. This is a decent hire for Tennessee. So I'm actually on FanDuel right now, locking in Gonzaga. Clemson's going to put up 55 points by themselves. I love the over. I think points are going to score. I'm going to throw some major money on this bet. I'm taking the over. Tom Brady's the GOAT. I'm taking Tampa Bay, and I'm taking the money line. I'm leading uh, towards Kansas City in, in this matchup. If you're going to bet with me, it's got to be good. That's right. It's time for my steak dinner boom lock of the week. Gentlemen, ready to go make our listeners some money? Hello and welcome back to Sports Bets Fun. Uh, this episode kicks off our second season. And if you're listening to us live, you can subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts. And do us a favor. If you like the show, tell your friends to subscribe. We'd appreciate that very much. We are Sports Bets Fun, your podcast for sports betting entertainment. Thank you for joining us today. And in addition to our podcast, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Sports Bets Fun for all the hot takes and picks that we drop off air. You can check out the website too, sportsbetsfun.com. I'm Maddie Money. Joining me is the rest of the crew, Mickey San Reno, Scotty B. Good, and B. Locks. Gentlemen, it is great to be back for another season. You took the words out of my mouth. Great to be back, fellas. We're going to make some bats. We're going to win some money. We're going to have some fun along the way. Been a fun off season, but you know, as I say, it's time to roll the sleeves and get to work. Scotty, what have you been up to? Dude, I have been living a good life. Um, had a big time summer, man. Just uh, all that money I won, all that straight cash I won <laughs> this, this last football season, man. Had some big time vacations, you know, just living, living the dream, brother. Now, uh, getting back into reality, time to uh, start my full time job again, which is uh, Betting, making money, and making our listeners some money, dude. I'm fired up about this year, bro. Let's get it. Love it, love it. And B locks, man. Uh, tell us about. Tell us what you've been up to this summer. Hey, it's it, it's been a great summer. It's been been great hanging out with the fam. But I tell you what, boys. Uh, I tell you what. I have been uh, been been fiending for uh, for some football. Um, I mean. Preseason football, a uh, little, you know, you know, some scrimmages going on. I tell you what, man, I am, I am so excited for uh, for college football, NFL football, preseason football, anything football. I just, uh, you know, I'm excited about all things football here. So, uh, you know, this week here, uh, super stoked, boys, ready for some uh, for some football and uh, to hopefully make some money, boys. Love it, love it. Well, and. Uh... This is the right place for that. So, um, so new show, new season, or excuse me, new season. We're going to tweak the show a little bit so for those of you that have been listening to us uh, through the first season. And one thing new that we're going to do this year, just this group here, we've got a little uh, a picks league. Uh, we call it the Sports Bets Fun Picks League. We're all uh, selecting, uh, we'll select, uh, uh, you know, two, three picks each week. We're going to track those and we'll, we'll be uh, dropping those at, uh, the results of those at the beginning of the show, but you'll be hearing that at the end of the show, we'll give you, give our listeners our picks of the week. And these are, these are our three best picks of the week that we're going to be going to be dropping. So we'll, we'll be keeping track. Might hear a little bit of trash talking amongst us as the weeks go along, but uh, it should be fun and uh, something a little new. Who made the most money last year? Well, if you throw in basketball, Scotty, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure you're uh 
You're uh, up, uh, right up there at the very top, man. Hey, if I had to handicap the picks league, I got B-Locks. I got Scotty B. Good. I got Maddie Money at about plus 300. And then I got <laughs> Mickey Sanrino probably like minus 105, minus 120, <laughs> you know, depending on the day of the week. Hey, uh, I'll take those odds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me bet on myself here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I bet on myself. I bet on myself. Our sleeper pick could be C Cash coming in. We'll see. We'll see hey, these hey, picks hey, in. Yeah, he could yeah, be our yeah. sleeper of the league, boys. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and Mickey, man, you gotta get your boys Johnny Dogs and, and Mad Max in on this. Yeah, we got uh, the. You know, it's it's still the it's still kind of preseason here, week zero. But uh, you know, we're, we're, this thing's gonna take off and. Uh, and I mean, just more people, more money in the pot. Nicer vacation for me. Come, uh, come um, springtime. So, excellent. Hey, I like it. Excellent. Well, we'll uh, we'll we'll drop the, we'll drop those picks at the end of the show uh, today. And uh, but another new feature we got. And uh, Mickey, I'll kick this over to you. Tell us about the the futures and props that we're gonna we're gonna start talking about. Yeah, we're going to each episode, we're going to go into some big futures bets and some big prop bets, talk about uh, what's hot, what we like, where we think there's some action, where there's some efficiencies in the market, and uh, you know, help those at home that are listening give you a little bit of guidance on what we're thinking. It's going to be great. Can't wait for it. This week, we're going to be talking about college football, national champion odds, Heisman odds, uh, win totals, and then as the season goes on, we're going to have more NFL and we're going to get into some of the, the prop bets for the week, things like passing yards, touchdowns, so-and-so. It's going to be exciting. And, of course, we'll, uh, we'll have our roundtable games of interest that we'll go through, um, you know, highlighting the you know, three, four big games of the week, and we'll have picks on those as well. And then one other new thing is this group's going to drop a, a Sports Bets Fund parlay each week where each of us pick a leg of the parlay Ooh. blindly. Yes, and, sir. Uh, so we aren't coordinating anything. We aren't trying to figure it out. We're all coming in with, with one pick, and uh, we're going to combine it and, and uh, throw those uh, throw some money down and see if we can't hit something big. So we'll we'll find out what what uh, this week's FBS excuse me SBF parlay is, and uh, we'll get into that uh, a little bit farther down the show. But Mickey, let's 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 jump right into the futures and props, man. I think this is where where we should kick it off and go from here let's do it so hey up first let's talk college football national championship odds we know the favorites bama plus 250 clemson plus 400 both of those teams breaking a new starting quarterback but they're dripping with talent coaches that have got it done georgia a team that uh plus 500 that's one i like personally ohio state plus 600 oklahoma plus 800 Guys, what do you think the chances are one of those five teams is winning the national championship, raising that trophy come January? B Locks, what do you what do you think about that? Hey, hey man, I think it's pretty good. I mean, uh you know, the one thing about this particular college football year is I, I, I think uh we are going to see we are going to see a lot of parody, but uh I mean, even though we're, we're, we're going to see a lot of parity, we're going to see some, uh, some, some climbers uh, in, in, the, in, in the PAC uh, conference, in the, in, in the ACC, in the Big Ten, I, I think we're still going to see uh, your traditional big teams end up in the college football playoff. So, again, uh, when, when I'm looking at this in terms of uh, teams that I think are, are, 
capable of winning the national title. Uh, I'm still sticking with the with the traditional kind of big three, big four type of teams. You know, I'm 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 stick. You know, I'm I'm still going to be looking towards your you know out of the Big Ten, Ohio State, uh, out of the uh, out of the SEC. I'm I'm still looking at uh, teams like uh, Alabama, perhaps Georgia, the ACC. I'm still looking at Clemson, and and outside of those, I I. I I still think that those are the teams that have the best chance. Now, I, like I said, I still think we're going to see some big climbers this year because there were a lot of, you know, a lot of teams, uh, you know, your, your Clemson's that lost your Trevor Lawrence's and your, your ETN's and, and such. I, I think that there's some teams that are going to maybe step down a little bit, but you know what? In, at the end of the day, you know, those big four, I'm still looking at those as our favorites. So we got the big four. I like Georgia. I'm calling them a big five. Their recruiting has been awesome. JT Daniels lit it up at the end of last season. Are they this year's Joe Burrow-led LSU? I don't know. I'm going to beat that drum all year until they lose a couple games that they that they probably should have won like Georgia normally does. But is there a surprise team, guys? You got Iowa State at plus 2,500. I think that's clearly a sucker bat for Iowa State fans. The casinos and books can make some money. Florida and AM, both plus 4,000. Then at the plus 5,000, there's a couple teams Wisconsin, USC, Oregon, uh, LSU. And then uh, Scotty B, North Carolina. Uh, I know you like them. Let's, uh, what are your thoughts on, on a team, a dark horse outside the top five that you think can make it happen? Yeah, guys, that's that's exactly right, Mickey. Um, I'm looking at this North Carolina team, and I've already got a wager in on it. That, that's the one team I've got the prop bet on uh, coming up at plus five thousand. Got a little bit of money on that. Um, listen, I they're I think they got a great chance to win it all. Uh, it's going to be a nice payout. This team's returning, guys. Let me give you just a few little little tidbits here about this team, okay? So you can go ahead and place this bet as well if you haven't <laughs> already, okay? They're returning nineteen to twenty two starters. Um, they don't play Clemson in the regular season. They've got Miami at home. Their biggest test is going to be on the road at Notre Dame, um, and I think they can and will win that game. Uh, you guys saw Sam Howell last year, possibly the best college football player this year. He, he, he may win play of the year in college football this year. He's returning. I'm expecting to have a monster year as he throws around a couple of his senior wideouts. They lost a couple of great backs in the NFL, but they got a big-time transfer. Uh, Ty Chandler from the University of Tennessee, man, great out of the backfield, great hands. And they got a returning vet who can absolutely pound the ball in British Brooks. And all in all, hey, it's a versatile backfield, right? You got a great quarterback, you got a guy that can pound the ball, then you got a versatile scat back out of the backfield. Um, I don't see him as a sleeper, guys. I, I see him as a true contender. And by the way, a couple players, real quick Storm Duck. They got to put Storm Duck, defensive back. Power Echoes, linebacker, heading up the D. You don't mess with men with those types of names. You just don't do it. Uh, hey, they're an exciting <laughs> team to follow. So, Scotty, I know you had a great run uh, in college basketball last year. Won a lot of money. We're talking college football now. North Carolina might go win March Madness come March, but there is no way come November – that the Tar Heels are going to be a team that we're talking about winning the national title or even making the playoffs. You kidding me? A couple things here. First, I'm going to say two words. Mac Brown. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that a good thing? <laughs> is Vince Young? Is Vince Young coming with him? <laughs> hey, listen, dude. I, I'll tell you what, though, that 
I got some insider information, boys. I mean, I got a good feeling about this team. I love the way they played last year. I got some insider information. I'm telling you. Look, right I, I, I'll, I'll give I'll, I'll give you looking at a dark horse and, and everything you said, right? Their schedule's kind of lining up. You know, if, if right. things click, they got a quarterback return. I'll give you that. I'm just I'm just kind of messing with you a little bit. I I do lean where we're, I'm I'm all with uh, B locks on this from a standpoint of there's there's really four teams, maybe five that are gonna at the end of the day going to go win the national title and those are your top five teams well, georgia's a hey, georgia's not one of them right you're right you're right george t- toss george out of there um but yeah i mean but but from a dark horse standpoint you, you got to do like that they're, they're in the acc and and if everything lines up for them that maybe they just got to knock clemson off in the acc championship game and get into the playoffs maybe clemson throws a couple duds during the regular season doesn't even make that championship game so you could definitely see how the path is cleared um so i'll give you that but i did kind of want to bust you a little bit on that but uh i get it man take a little bit of a flyer see you know you never know if you're gonna hit big so hey you know, like ten like dollar bet when you 500 bucks it's worth it, it boys what I find interesting, and, and Mickey, you're kind of touching on this a little bit. You know, you have Alabama, Ohio State, and uh, Clemson all breaking in new quarterbacks, and then you have Georgia and Oklahoma. You know, probably the you know if you look at the top five teams according to the odds, those teams have uh, have returning quarterbacks that'll probably be in the Heisman conversation as well. So you got to you got to like those chances. But uh, I don't know. I'm uh, I went ahead and put a futures bet on the Buckeyes plus six hundred. I just I like that. The Big Ten, uh, they got uh, you know a little bit easier road than the teams in the SEC. I like them to get back, and I think just you know after last year getting to the finals, coming up close. I know they got a lot of players drafted, but uh, at plus six hundred, that looks pretty juicy to me. So Maddie Money's got Ohio State plus six hundred. Belox, who are you taking future bet to win college football's national championship? Oh wow. Putting me right on the spot, Mickey. Putting me right on the spot. I, I got, I, I got a hundred percent honesty here. I, I, I truly do not know at this time. Um, I when I when I take a look at college football, uh, I, I I've got to see some teams play first before I before I come out with with any kind of you know you know true uh, legitimate bet or, or some some true information for our for our fans here so so, so hypothetically know, speaking you get put on the spot who are you picking to win the college football national championship <laughs> you're gonna you, put who, me on the spot right now who are you leaning who are you leaning towards <laughs> all right uh, if, if you're gonna make me choose right now on the spot here, then uh, I'm, I'm, I'll tell you what, I won't make you choose. Is it going to okay. be one of the, the, the five teams that have pulled away from the pack odds wise, or is it going to be the field? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm taking top five for sure. I'm Scotty with you Bats. on that. Scotty Bats, who do you got? North Carolina. Nice. All right. So he's going off the board. Let's do right it, now. dude. I'm riding it all year long, boys. Get ready to hear a lot about it. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. We are going to hear a lot about it until they lose. So I hope they lose week <laughs> one. Hey, what is that? Virginia, hey, Virginia Tech? Tech. Yeah, yeah Virginia Tech. Already, baby, week hey, one. Already we monster a, money on that game. A, already monster money. On a, a team, a coach on the hot seat. They were actually going to be one of the teams I looked at for a win total. Maybe I'll add them on the fly. Up next, <laughs> we, got, we got wins total. Guys, here's what I'm going to do. I picked out about 15 teams and I'm just going to go down the list and I'm going to, I'm going to say the team and the win total. And then I'm going to, uh, then I'm going to uh, basically thumbs up, thumbs down this one. 
Uh, there's a couple teams that are that are near and dear to some people's hearts, so they can maybe speak a little bit more about their alma maters. But uh, we got the favorites, the teams we just talked about uh, the, to win the national championship. Bama, ten and a half. No, nah, that's Over eleven and a half. half. That's eleven and a half. Where, oh, are that's that ten, where are you getting that ten and a half? <laughs> Fat if it's ten and a half, I'm picking Bama. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, yeah, no, so I, I just want to make sure you guys are listening. So we got Bama eleven and a half. Yes or no? Which one are we taking? I I think they're going to drop a game, so I I think they're going to win eleven. I go under. I'm also uh, I'm with you on that one, Maddie Money. I I am going to go under uh, again. I I think that they uh, they lost enough uh, kids. I, I know Alabama re- uh, is going to be a team one of uh, one of those teams that reloads year after year. But but I also believe that they're going to drop a game this year. They're going to lose a game. That's an under. That's an under bet. All right. Yeah. I, I, uh, they're going to lose a game. I, it's, uh, I don't know who it'll be against, but I, I agree with you guys. Now, next up, we got Ohio State 11. Yeah. That. I know where Maddie Money is at on this one. Well, look, they, <laughs> that, that allows them to drop a game, right? They played 12 regular season games. Yeah, you get a push. So they, they can drop and get a push. So I'd actually like that bet. I, I I would take the over on that just because you have that push if they lose one. I don't see them losing two in the regular season. Yeah, I uh, I, I, I tend to also agree there. Um, I I do see them losing one, but uh, I don't know if I see them lose, losing two. So I'm going to be similar fact, on that. In fact, I'm going to lock that in right now. I'm going to take over 11 at plus 105. <laughs> <laughs> we got Clemson breaking in a new quarterback in the ACC, 11 and a half. I'm going to say that they're going to lose at least a game as well, man. They Losing Trevor Lawrence and Etienne, those two, those two players again. Man, I'm not going to got to dig into that schedule, though. I'd have to look at their schedule and who's on the slate ahead. Um, they got Georgia on it, and I think Georgia will win that game. So, they're, yeah, I'll go ahead and answer my own question. They're going to they're gonna lose. They're going to lose a game. So, I'm going under on that one. I, I yeah. agree with you on that. Agree with you on yeah, that. We Clem, saw them last Clem, year Clemson at Notre always. Dame. We saw them last year at Notre Dame with uh, with uh, those two guys out of the lineup, and they yeah. struggled. They're back in the lineup in the ACC championship game, and they had they had uh, it was easy. So uh, going into the going into Charlotte to face Georgia week one, that's going to be a tough one. Georgia's talented, so I agree with you, Scotty. I'm going to lock that, that one right in too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you got me convinced. Well, you know, you know what though, and I, I think the Buckeyes exposed them a bit. You know, in the in the playoffs and the semifinals, you know, Trevor Lawrence is such a great quarterback, but they looked like they looked a little bit different than the teams they had in the past that were really well rounded. They they looked like they were just missing some talent uh, at the elite level. So when you're playing a Georgia or maybe a Notre Dame, um, I don't know. I mean, the new quarterback is supposed to be pretty darn good. And uh, but uh, you got George on the schedule. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in and uh, take the honor on this, Mickey. Agreed. Right. We got Oklahoma at 11, still playing in the Big 12. You know, I at this. I'll jump in here, boys. I look at this like Ohio State in the Big Ten. Shocking, they have the same total. But when we look at this, the one thing that. Uh, um, the one thing that uh, you look at is their, their conferences are, are pretty similar. Big Ten's a little tougher. I don't see anyone in the Big 12 challenging Oklahoma. I know Iowa State's looked at as uh, as a team, but that's uh, that's the thing. 
Yeah, I don't know. Oklahoma, I mean, when was the last time they went undefeated? Right. And, and I know that they've always got a loaded team, loaded talent, but they always seem to, you know, they'll lose that rivalry game to Texas when they're not expecting it. They'll drop a game to an Iowa State. They'll, they'll get knocked off by somebody um, at, a, at, a, at 11. You know, I would I would take the under knowing that, you know, maybe maybe get the push at 11. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's a tough one. Yeah, I don't know what. Do they drop? They might. They'll, they'll drop one, but do they drop two? I, I might. I'd probably just stay away from that one. Yeah, I'm with you on that one, Matty Money. I, I, I think that it, it's definitely possible that they're going to drop one. Are they going to drop two with a uh, with a big tw- Big Twelve schedule? And I, you know, hey, let, let's face it. The the Big Twelve is, you know, when we talk about the Power Five here, I mean, the Big Twelve is is probably. Uh, one of those uh, one of those conferences that we generally talk about near the bottom there and, and Oklahoma, you know, and obviously the big talk. And I'm sure we're going to talk about this a little, little bit later on here about some movement here with the conferences and such. But, yeah, uh, this year it, it's definitely plausible to see them losing one, losing two. Yeah, that's that, that that's a little bit tougher to, to think about uh, right now, especially without seeing them play. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to stay away from this one myself. And last but not least, we got Georgia. Georgia plays Clemson. Georgia avoids Alabama. And uh, the, the toughest team on their schedule is either Auburn or Florida, based on based on how you're feeling this year, uh, or Tennessee, based on you know uh, how, how much Kool-Aid you're drinking when it comes to Josh Heupel. But uh, they're at, uh, excuse me, they're at 10 and a half. They're my pick to win the national championship this year. They can drop one and still cover. I'm taking the over on Georgia only because I actually believe JT Daniels is the the missing piece to their puzzle that they haven't had in the last few years under Kirby Smart. Ooh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the over with you there, brother. But I'll tell you what, I got I got to see it before I believe it. Georgia's not gonna win a national championship. I do think they win 11 games, and I think they compete for an SEC championship. Oh, Mickey, 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 Mickey. I tell you what, buddy, uh, you know, I have a, I have a feeling that you're going to regret that pick after uh, the first week here. Uh, Georgia losing one of their top wide receivers early on to, uh, I believe, an ACL injury uh, early on here. And, and you know what? Uh, I'm not a huge believer in, in Georgia's quarterback here. I think uh, I think Georgia is is probably going to lose two, maybe three games this year, and I I'm going to go uh, I'm going pretty strong on the under on this one for the for the Georgia Bulldogs here. So I, I got to disagree with you here on this one, Mickey. But hey, we'll find out a heck of a lot more about these two teams week one. I hope you're right, B Locks. I, I look good. at I look at their <laughs> schedule, and you know you have not only do you have the SEC teams in Florida and Auburn. But then you throw Clemson in the mix. I mean, that's three games. I guess, you know, they could drop one, but, you know, can they drop two? Like, dropping two seems definitely, definitely plausible. And then, then you know how it is. And Scotty, you'll attest to this in the SEC. You know, do you lose to South Carolina or right. Tennessee? You know, now they do They do kind of get lucky. They don't play uh, Bama. Um, and I don't think they have A&M on the schedule either, right, or LSU. No. So Their, their um, schedule they, sets up very well if they get by Clemson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, you know, Florida's always a challenge and so is uh so is Auburn. But I'll probably steer clear from that, but uh 
locks, man. I, I, I can definitely see how you're leaning that way. And, uh, Mick and Scotty, I can see how you guys are leaning that way. I just, I'm not a believer in JT Daniels. I'm, I'm with you on that locks at least. All right. So we got, we just talked about the favorites. We're, we're, our kind of loose consensus, Bama the under, Ohio State the over, Clemson the under, Oklahoma the over, Georgia, we're split. But since I'm the MC, I'm going to take the over here. And, and that's <laughs> so, so I got five teams. I got five teams that, that we're going to talk about next. These are intriguing teams. Coaches on the hot seat. Uh, one team has a total that, to me, stood out as this is easy money. Uh and but and our team is is a team that that got a little bit of momentum last year and and they have a total that might be a little high, but uh, first is first coach potentially on the hot seat. We go to Ann Arbor, Michigan. Jim Harbaugh, Michigan, seven and a half is their total. They've yet to name a starting quarterback, but seven and a half even for Michigan standards under Harbaugh, that seems like a bar that can be cleared. Boys, what do you think? Um, not everyone not everyone at once. Yeah. Well, oh, I'll, I'll go ahead and start where I left off last year. I started this the same last year. Michigan's garbage. Jim Harbaugh is garbage. I can't believe he's not getting fired because they start out with a seven and a half over under on their win losses at seven and a half wins. I mean, that just that blows my mind. They had eight players go to the NFL last year drafted. That just shows you the talent they had on the roster and they were that bad. Like they're going to be just as bad this year. There's going to be an underwhelming season as it has been. They're going to get hammered by Ohio State. I, I can't believe that Harbaugh's still there this year. He's got to go. Scotty, go yeah. on. Go on. I, mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love hearing this. Dude, I can't you know, stand Michigan. <laughs> so so look, look at this. They, they play Washington, the Washington Huskies, uh, who's their top 20 team in their non-conference. And they got Wisconsin at Wisconsin. Um, they've got, uh, they got to go to Michigan state rivalry game. I know Michigan state's down, but you know, they're on par with Michigan, right? They got to go to Penn state. Um, and then they have Ohio state on the schedule. They have Indiana on the schedule. They have Northwestern on the schedule. And what is that? Six teams. I mean, you know, they're going to lose three or four of those and the rest of them are at least toss ups. Um, and shoot, I'd, I'd almost wonder their trip to Nebraska, uh, after Wisconsin and between Nebraska and between between Wisconsin and uh, Northwestern, that's another one that I mean I'm not high on Nebraska at all. But man, the way Michigan looked and Scotty, you hit it, man. They got a lot of talent, but they just Harbaugh's just not been able to not to, been able to develop that and do anything with it, uh, turn it into wins at least. And so I don't know, man. I I I would not take over seven and a half. I don't know if I bet under it, but uh, I'm not confident they're gonna they're gonna get the eight wins. You know, Maddie, you mentioned Nebraska, and uh, Nebraska is the second team I have on the list. Six is their win total this year. Yeah, well, and it's interesting because you know Scott Frost is uh, you know that that program is you know kind of coming under a little bit of scrutiny for some uh, what off season workouts or something something going on there, and Frost really hasn't lived up to the billing. Last year was an aberration for for everybody, right, with all this COVID stuff. So it's kind of I kind of feel like yeah just set that aside and you can't really grade them too much on that. But, you know, they play Oklahoma in their non-conference, Michigan state, Northwestern, Michigan at Minnesota, Ohio state, Wisconsin, Iowa. Oh man. You know, six wins is probably right about where they land. 
Hey, yeah, Maddie, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in here and uh, talk a little bit about this. I, I got to tell you, you know, uh, Scott Frost, when he first was get uh, first got hired out there in Nebraska, I was uh, I was all about this. I was pretty excited about that. And uh, uh, since he has uh, taken on the reins there in Nebraska, I have been uh, underwhelmed uh, by by what has been going on over there in Nebraska. And, and it kind of pains me because I, I kind of like, you know, I was kind of rooting for the guy. I was really hoping that Nebraska would have a pretty good season. But uh, you know what? Uh, the, the past has, has kind of taught me here that I'm generally going to uh, be – betting against uh, old Scott Frost because I, you know, as, as much as it pains me to do so, he hasn't really shown me anything this year. So uh, if it would, would we say six and a half? Is that, is that the number this year? Six. Six is the number. Uh, I'm, I'm going under on that. I'm going under on that. I, I don't think that they're going to get those wins. I, I honestly, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, I shouldn't say I'm pretty sure, but, but I'm not look. <laughs> I'm not liking his odds week one. Yeah, I'm, I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical that they get past Illinois. Right. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, a team we'll talk about here in a little bit. So speaking of Nebraska, historic team falling on tough times. We have another team from the the '90s and uh, 2000s that was pretty good that has a win total of five and a half as their bar. Gents, we're talking Florida State over under five and a half wins. I know their offensive line's been garbage since Jimbo Fisher left. But uh, new coach, Mike Norvell, his second year, they got Mackenzie Milton transferring in from UCF. Uh, he's been out with a broken leg the last couple seasons, but lit it up. Lit it up. It's reason Scott Frost is at Nebraska right now, right? Uh, one of the reasons. Five and a half, though, that that seems low, even in the, the ACC. Scotty, what are your thoughts on Florida State this year? Yeah, guys, I'm sitting here looking at the schedule. Um, man, they've they got JSU on there. I'm looking down through here. UMass. So it's, um, so it's, an, SEC, so it's an SEC schedule. Yeah, playing, pretty so. much. <laughs> is what I'm looking at here. It's non-conference. Man, Notre Dame's going to beat them. Uh, Wake Forest is a toss-up. Syracuse is a toss-up. You got a few toss-up games. Got, I mean, dude. Yeah, it's going to be five or six, right? It's going to be five or six. Are they going bowling? Yeah, they're going bowling. That's basically what we're betting on. Yeah, you know what? Gosh. See, I saw this. The over over (laughs) stood out to me. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, you you could see them maybe stringing a couple wins together, and and they do have a a couple cupcakes on there. But you start the season out uh, versus Notre Dame, you get beat by them. You know, you beat JSU. If you can beat Wake Forest and and Louisville and kind of string together three wins there, four wins versus Syracuse, and you're going into uh, an overrated North Carolina team. Uh, Wink, wink, Scotty. (laughs) (laughs) You know, who knows what happens, but. I, I'm just I'm just blown away. Like you know, look at these numbers and just thinking how 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 quickly Florida State has sort of become irrelevant in college football, con- considering what what they were with Bobby Bowden and then even with Jimbo Fisher and uh, winning that yeah. national championship. That uh, I'll tell you what, man. If, if Florida State's lucky and they catch Notre Dame looking ahead to Toledo, uh, they got a shot <laughs> in that game. <laughs> All right. Hey, so, no, I agree with you on that one, Mickey. I really do. I think that that might actually be uh, a little different. I mean, I tell you what, people are, uh, are 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 looking past the MAC here this year. Some of those MAC schools are are, are going to come up and, uh, and 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 possibly bite some of these teams uh, in the bite. In hey, the Toledo bottom. returns. Toledo returns all twenty-two starters. Are they going to beat Notre Dame? No. no. Teaser. Teaser for next week. Two weeks from now. So, is, so is anyone taking the over on Florida State? 
I, I'm taking the over. I've, ju- I've already jumped on it. That's the reason I include them in here. There's something about them making a bowl game. I think they were five and seven last year. They got a quarterback. Coach is in his second year. Uh, yeah. so the issue, the biggest issue that Florida State's going to face this year, I don't think is going to be is is, is going to be playing 12 games. Those Florida schools always have some sort of hurricane that goes through and disrupts the schedule. And you have COVID happening now, too, which is going to lead to some cancellations. So if they play 12 games, they're getting to five and a half. They're going to get six. If they don't play 12 games, I don't think it's going to happen. Well, and yeah, I was wondering about this just from the betting standpoint, look at the wins. You know, it's going to be a little bit different than last year where games were just canceled. These are going to be for, forfeits. Forfeits, for, correct. For, yeah. for, you know, if a, if a team can't play and the other team can, it'll be a forfeit. So it would be interesting to see what happens if maybe a team has like two forfeit wins, you know, or mm-hmm. has to forfeit two games, you know, back-to-back weeks or something that they have a big – you know, we saw Wisconsin go through uh, – total destruction last year when, when they got hit and had to you know only play like four games or five games so sure uh really could screw something up especially some of these teams like like your georgias or ohio states or whatever you have one of them get hit hard and have to forfeit a game that could really throw things into a tailspin mm-hmm. yeah, but florida state returned 17 starters they're going to be quarterback who's proven albeit coming off an injury they're about uh the top quarter-ish in the acc with starters returned so be curious to see what kind of steps they take in year two under uh, Mike Norvell. Next team on the list, uh, we're, we're going to head out. We're actually going to talk about two teams at the same time because they share a city. We're going to Los Angeles, California. We're going to talk USC Trojans. Eight and a half is the line there. They got Keaton Slovis returning. Uh, obviously, they always have expectations and are a team that's supposed to take a step every year. And the other team we're going to talk about is UCLA. Chip Kelly now in year four. <laughs> they showed signs. They showed signs last year. We know B Locks, biggest Chip Kelly fan. You'll find listeners out there absolutely loves Chip Kelly almost as much as Matt Patricia. <laughs> their their win total is set at seven. They got a senior quarterback in uh, Dorian Green Thompson or Thompson <laughs> Green or he's got Dorian Thompson something or other. I, Thompson must Robinson, be a Heisman contender if you can remember. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna talk about him a little bit, right? But he's he's there. So let, gents, what do you think? What's going on? Is, is USC overrated? Are they getting the uh, the Trojan bump? Uh, but more more intriguingly, UCLA finished finished the season on a high note last year. Are they are they high at seven. What do you uh, what are you guys doing with those two teams in LA? If you if you had to uh, give an opinion of their seasons this year, I don't think UCLA is going to hit seven wins. Um, they they did not. Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't they only win two games last year? I think they went three and four. I think they won more than two, but uh, okay. Um, but I'm I'm just not high on what Chip Kelly's been able to do in at UCLA. Um, they seem to be a team that uh, you know it, it's it's nothing like the Oregon's that you know I think people were, were kind of hoping and expecting. As far as USC goes, um, you know their, their schedules. You know they they do have Notre Dame, um, and they have San Jose State Week One, which. You know, with that uh, quarterback San Jose State has, uh, was it Starkle? I think uh, transferred yeah, they, from A and M. You know, they were they were pretty. I, I made I made some money with say, betting San Jose State <laughs> last year. So um, we'll be talking we'll be talking about San Jose State a little bit more in tonight's episode. They do have a week zero tune-up game. I think I think you USC because of the weakness of the Pac-12 might be able to hit nine. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if I'm. I, I would bet that just just too too inconsistent both these teams too inconsistent the last number of years 
but it, but if one team was to hit it, it's it's to me. I think it'll be USC instead of UC. I think USC would hit nine before UCLA hits. Uh, I guess eight wins. I'm in agreement with you there, Matty Money. I uh, absolutely, uh, if I had to pick between these two teams, I'm going to say uh, absolutely USC. And both of these teams uh, have coaches that are that are on the hot seat, uh, from from what I understand as well. Uh, reading up a little bit on, uh, on on both of these coaches and uh, Chip Kelly as well being on the hot seat. I got to tell you. Uh, does not uh, does not really uh, you know make me all that sad you know I I, I cannot uh, uh, <laughs> I cannot tell you that that makes me uh, lose much sleep at night here you know if Chip Kelly were to get fired uh, tomorrow I would I would be a very happy man because I am not a big Chip Kelly fan despite what Mickey wants to say over here <laughs> so I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be spending a whole lot of my time here betting a uh, uh, betting against uh, UCLA here because I, I honestly uh, UCLA has underachieved since uh, Coach Kelly has uh, emerged on the scene over there in UCLA. I will be betting the under here. Uh, I, I think they are definitely. I think there may be a, a, a five-six win team here this year. Um, I, in fact, uh, you know, week what is it? Week zero here is it Hawaii that UCLA is playing? Yeah, Hawaii's got, Hawaii got a Hawaii's got a pretty nice dual threat quarterback there. I think UCLA is somewhere uh, somewhere around the uh, somewhere around uh, seventeen points, give or take, depending on which what you're looking at here and in, in, in terms of how many points there. And in, I got to tell you, boys, here right now, I'm, I'm going to take a, a real strong look at Hawaii here and, and, and keeping that within that. Now, hey, I'm not going to tell you that that, uh, that Hawaii is going to win that game, but but I do think that they can keep it within a couple scores. So I'm going to, you know, let our producers know, cut this clip now because not cut it, like save it. The winner of the USC-UCLA game will hit their win total over this year. So USC. <laughs> I, I, yeah, well, yes, fight on. Man. Fight on with the Trojans. I think the, Tro- the Tro- Trojans, Trojan, man. Trojans are going to go 10-2. That's, that's what I'm calling now. Uh, UCLA probably going to be about six, seven wins this year. But, uh, yeah, the winner of that game, Victory Bell, is going to be ringing, uh, ringing the Victory Bell at the sports book as well. All right, so that, that's those are intriguing teams, right? There, there's some coaches on the hot seat. There's some interesting teams that that historically are supposed to be good. That those win totals are like someone said before. We were talking about Michigan and Nebraska. Those those are numbers you don't expect. Now, now we're going to talk about new head coaches at some Power Five schools. So we're going to talk. Um, we're going to talk. We got a few teams here. The first team we're going to talk about is Texas. Texas has got Steve Sarkeesian coming in. They're losing Sam Ellinger. They've recruited well the last handful of years, but their win total is at seven and a half. Guys, you think they're going to beat that Big Twelve? Big Twelve is wide open once you get past Oklahoma. You know, with Sarkeesian, I was going to say with Sarkeesian first season, I don't think they get the eight wins. I, I, you know, I think a lot, a lot of times, you know, the biggest jump you're going to see is from season one to season two. I think Sarkeesian will have some success at Texas. I think there's just going to be a little bit of bump, a little, little bumps in the road um, this year. They'll probably win seven games. All right. Uh, next one's Auburn. The the Tigers, Brian Harson's coming in, bringing COVID along with him, it sounds like. Uh, <laughs> this is a team with Gus Snell's on that would, would be stopping and starting the whole time. They, they would hit a high ceiling, then they'd have a low floor. Brian Harson's supposed to bring a little bit more consistency with him. Um 
Scotty, Scotty Betts, you're the, uh, you're our SEC expert here. What's your take on Auburn seven and a half this year over under your thoughts? Yeah. Auburn's going to go seven and five. I think uh, they're going to, they're going to lose the Bama. Um, I know that's a big rivalry. They're going to lose that game. They, they got a good, I mean, again, I think Auburn, they're going to feel like they can lose Texas A&M, LSU, Georgia, I mean, even Penn State's on the schedule this year. And you start going through all these, and there's six to seven games they could potentially lose. And I think they lose five of those games. So, um, new coach, we'll, we'll just see how they, where they end up. But I, I think that I think they're going to win seven games. I think they go seven and five this year. Yeah, I'm curious to see what their culture becomes because Gus Malzahn sort of ran that, that uh, wing T flex bone sort of uh, shotgun offense. And if Brian Hurston brings in a little bit more multiple sets, you know, how, how much time does it take these, these guys to uh, – get comfortable running it this year so that's right the personnel looks a whole lot different that's a big transition that's a great point so uh, uh, yep seven wins so i'm I'm going under on that one boys the the next team we're going to talk about is uh illinois they got a favorite of the pod boss hog himself bert bielema the 500 pound man he's coming into illinois illinois just fires lovey smith they have a win total set at three and a half for those of you that are listening live right now, the, our text string was blowing up this week talking about Illinois and three and a half wins and what's going to look like this year. But B-Locks, I'm going to kick it over to you. Illinois, tell us what tell us what to expect this year if they're going to hit that three and a half. Hey, if, if we're talking Bielema here, uh, if, if we can expect anything that we uh, have seen out of him when he was previously over there at Wisconsin uh, versus where he was at Arkansas here, you're going to look at a ball control offense that, that that's going to be pretty stable here. They're going to try to limit termo, uh, turnovers here. Uh, they're going to, you know, Try to try to play some kind of traditional old school Big Ten football, and, and I got to tell you here, uh, three point five wins looks juicy, and uh, the way that I'm looking at that, and and I tell you what, week one, I know they're already uh, uh, in this uh, opening game against Nebraska. They're they're what laying six and a half, seven points depends depending on what you're looking at here, but I I got to tell you that that opening line looks awfully good for me, and that three and a half win. Uh, you know, season total there looks really good. Uh, you know, when I'm looking at their schedule there, I see at least five games, maybe six, that they've got the uh, potential to win there. So what do you think there, Matty Money? Yeah, no, I'm with you, man. I, I've already placed my bet. Um, I, I'm with you. I think Brett Bielema does that formula. That formula didn't work in the SEC. It wasn't going to win you 11 games and get you to the playoffs. But – in the Big Ten West, can it win you five or six games? Can it can it make a team like Illinois competitive uh, in the Big Ten West year in and year out? Absolutely. Um, so I, I think I think they get get at least four or five six wins. So I bet the over on that. Well, they got they got seventeen starters returning. Most importantly, they got six year senior quarterback Brandon Peters, who was a Michigan transfer a couple of years ago. He uh, had a big game in the upset Wisconsin. Uh, couple years back uh, if he's steady for them playing that Bielema style offense guys this is this isn't one like Florida State I think it's easy money we'll, we shall see the last team we're going to talk about win totals this year <laughs> new coach in the SEC Josh Heupel going to down to Rocky Top we got our, our, our resident Rocky Top expert Scotty Betts Scotty volunteer your thoughts before i go before i tell you my my thoughts on that i want to give me one second to break down my balls under our new head coach high pool hey most like most people have been saying and i do agree i think the offense is going to be okay right he put up some gaudy numbers down at ucf 
Um, crazy numbers, really. And Tennessee does have some weapons. Um, we did lose our best offensive player, Eric Gray. He went to Oklahoma, transfer porter. Ty Chandler is going to UNC, the national, the national championship winner this year, upcoming year. Um, but I still like our chances, guys. we got a strong wide receiver core. Um, Vilas Jones Jr., Jalen Hyatt. This kid is getting some major hype. I mean, I guess it's just local. I don't think it's national. But I'm telling you, there's been a lot of, like, just, like, a lot of noise around this young man and saying he's the real deal. Um, but, guys, it's going to come down to our quarterback play. And uh, I hate to say this, but it looks like it's coming down to Joel Milton. You guys probably know this guy, transfer from Michigan. He's sure. getting a nod. And uh, But I'll tell you what, he, he's – listen, it's spring practice. I don't know if this is going to translate on the, to the field on game day. But dude, he looks like a linebacker. He's, he's listed at 6'5", 245 pounds. He's a beast. He can, he's got a cannon of an arm. Does that translate to the field? We will see. Um, our defense, guys, I have no idea what to expect on that. We lost our absolute best player on the entire team in Toa Toa. He went to Alabama. That hurt, dude. Um, with that being said, I am excited about our secondary. Strong secondary led by Lante Taylor, Trevon Flowers. Um, anchored by a nice little nose tackle there in the middle and Aubrey Solomon. So here we go, boys. I'm going to tell you what's up. Best case scenario we got is eight and four. Our worst case scenario is four and eight. What I'm calling is six and six. So I'm going to go under that six and a half. I feel pretty good about it. Um, six wins, six losses. We got four four layups that we're going to take home. Our four questionable games are Missouri. I'm not sure about Kentucky. I'm not sure about Pitt. I'm not sure about in South Carolina. I think we split those games we went to, and we end the season six and six. Um, with the bowl game trip, I'll take it, man. I'll take it year one under hype, and hopefully the, we can get a good recruiting class in, man. I, if hype, if hype does the wonders that he does with quarterbacks that he did with most recently with Dylan Gabriel before him with Mackenzie Milton, he does that with Joe Milton, who who didn't look good when he played for Harbaugh in Michigan, uh, Tennessee. That that six and six could be could be low, but hey, remains to be seen how what they do. That's uh. So yeah, those are the teams that we that yeah. we found most intriguing. A lot of new coaches, a lot of a lot of coaches on the hot seat, and, and our favorites. Uh, it's shaping up to be a good season. Hey, I'll be at the opening game, boys. I'm going down to Knoxville. I'll be at the Thursday night game against Bowling Green. Uh, I know they're <laughs> apparently one of the worst teams in the MAC this year, but um, still, hey, I'm excited to see them. We may not learn a whole lot, but um, I'm just excited to see them get out there on the field and play and what kind of style of offense they're running. It's gonna be awesome, dude. I'll be yeah. I'll be calling in from there. How's that? <laughs> yes, yeah, sir. Live, live on the, the sideline reporter, Scotty Betts. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. So now we're moving to the Heisman Trophy, guys. We're gonna we're gonna whip through this. We're gonna go quick. Uh, you, you know, the Heisman Trophy. You can kind of break it in similar to the national championship. They're they're the heavy favorites, and then there's probably one or two guys that are gonna come from schools that if they if they have an ascension to the top, and and this then that player is a strong player who's gonna get Heisman. But, but right now, the Heisman favorite, Spencer Rattler out of Oklahoma, he's plus 800. Uh, Clemson's quarterback, DJ Oian Galilele out of Clemson, <laughs> plus 1100. JT Daniels, that's one I'm looking at, actually. Put my future bet in there, plus 1200. Uh, guy Scotty Betts is probably going to expect to see in New York. Sam Howell out of UNC. He's grouped with Matt Coral, Old Miss's quarterback, and Ohio State CJ Stroud at plus 1600. Uh, those are those are that's sort of that 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 demarcation line with the quarterbacks. You got a couple other guys, uh, fascinating uh, players, other positions. Top running backs, Bijan Robinson out of Texas, plus twenty five hundred. Top wide receiver, Justin Ross, plus ten thousand. Uh, Clemson wide receiver, and then you also have uh, with better odds than him's actually LSU's defensive back Derek Stingley at plus seven thousand. 
Uh, we talked a little bit about UCLA. If uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson gets it going, that might be a value pick. One I find, two I find fascinating. They're actually tied together a little bit. Graham Mertz at Wisconsin plus ten thousand. If the Badgers can get over the hump and he plays up to that level he played in his opening game, he, he's going to be a potential star. And then the guy that he uh, Wally Pitt, uh, Jack Cohen, he's transferred over to Notre Dame. We saw Ian Book get some Heisman love. We can obviously going back to going back to uh, Tony Pike and, and Brian Kelly's offense and Dan LaFever at Central Michigan, Tony Pike at Cincinnati. Quarterbacks look good in Brian Kelly's offense if they don't throw interceptions. That's that's another guy that if Notre Dame has a season like last year, wouldn't be surprised to see. Uh, didn't see a Michigan starting quarterback in there. Cade McNamara is looking like he might be the guy. And the other guy who with Ohio State breaking a new quarterback that I thought would be on the, the odds list is Chris Olave. Didn't see him, but Garrett Wilson was plus 15,000. So not a lot of love for the Buckeye receivers. Gents, throw out a couple names, guys that you think – you would put a future on for the Heisman or, or a, a diamond in the rough that you might, might not expect. Maddie money will go to you first. Yeah. I tell you what, you know, I, I don't, the, what, you know, the, the top folks, Rattler, uh, Clemson's quarterback, JT Daniels, and even Bryce young, I think just, you know, cause Bama's so got so much talent. Um, I like, I would like, I think CJ Stroud at Ohio state because of Ryan day's offense in the big 10, he's going to put up big numbers. Buckeyes are probably going to be in the playoffs again, and he could benefit from it, especially if there's not another quarterback that really stands out, but seeing Garrett Wilson at plus 15,000. Now I know wide receivers are a long of a long shot, but if he's still returning punts for the Buckeyes and it playing in the Big Ten, if he has a monster year, and when you have a player like Olave on the other side of the field taking some coverage away, and now Wilson's a first-round NFL pick, and I think that's like that's known. He could have a massive year, throw in some punt returns, so on. The thing that this is a year where the quarterbacks sort of you know no one no one really is consistently rising up. Maybe it goes to a, a player either running back or receiver. And at plus 15,000, throw a few bucks down on that. Hey, I might take that flyer. That sounds, sounds like a repeat of the 2020 season uh, uh, with uh, what happened at Alabama, replacing a, a known commodity first-round pick starting quarterback with, a, with, a, with another guy and, and the wide receiver who returned punts and, and was a special player rising up. Scotty, who are, you, uh, who are you looking at for the Heisman aside from Joe Milton? Uh. By the way, didn't, didn't have odds. <laughs> Dude, uh, I mean, I'm gonna go with my boy Sam Howe. He's gonna be in contention. He's gonna have a he's gonna have a monster season. I'm telling you, this guy's legit. I don't know how much you got to see these guys play last year. Um, that offense is, in, I mean, they they click, and it's because of him. He runs it. He runs the show. Um, coming back, I mean, I just I see him coming and having a monster year, guys. And I love this. I love this. I know, like you were saying, Matty Money, that the the wide receiver spot's kind of tough, but dude. Justin Ross down in Clemson is a beast. I, I mean, he's a monster. He's an incredible wide receiver. I expect him to have a big year, man. B locks. What do you What are you thinking when you look at the Heisman Trophy? Who Who uh, Who do you like? Uh, you know what? Uh, right now, I, I I gotta tell you, you know, hundred uh, percent too early to tell for me. Uh, if you're gonna make me make a choice here, then uh, you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna look at one of the early quarterbacks. You know, your your, your CJ Strouds and such. You know, 
as as a as a potential Heisman because he's got the potential to to you know put up enormous numbers. Uh, if, if you're gonna you know make me go out on a limb and 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 take a really dark horse kind of a pick, if you if you want to look at somebody who's who's way out there, uh, I'm gonna look at the kid from Cincinnati, that Desmond Ritter kid. Uh, as a uh, as a, a a dark horse kind of kid, uh, you know Cincinnati was a top five team ish, give or take uh, last year, and I know they've got a, a rougher schedule this year, but you know they get a, around a couple of teams, they 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 could make a little bit of noise this year. This kid's uh, he's been around there for a long time, three four year starter kind of kid, uh, Desmond Ritter from from Cincinnati. He's got a you know potential to make a little bit of noise here. So you know we'll see how things go. I, I don't like uh, I don't like jumping in here this early here. Uh, if you're gonna make me take a pick, it's probably gonna be a kid like a uh, you know one of the quarterbacks from Clemson or, or Ohio State. But uh, you know if you want to try to make some money on a on a dark horse kid, a kid like Ritter might be uh, might be a good bet. Well, and Ritter is plus three thousand, and Cincinnati goes to Notre Dame this year. If they can go in there and, and upset Notre Dame, and and he gets elevated in the eyes of of the of the, the betting public and the, the voting public, and and continues a storybook season, it's uh, that's not without realm. I could very well see him in New York representing the uh, representing the group of five teams. Yes, sir. So that that's it. That's uh, that's uh, that's the props. We'll we'll probably uh, figure out a way to to make that a little bit more efficient use of time in the uh, the future going forward. But uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna be able to be pulling out some some fun some fun props and some fun futures going forward. Uh, definitely a, a feature you want to listen to going going uh, going on throughout the season. But uh, Maddie, I'm gonna kick it back to you. We got what's next? What's next on the uh, the sports bets fun season two episode one? extravaganza <laughs> yeah let's uh you know let's let's kick into our roundtable games of interest um yeah i, I originally was, was kind of thinking maybe we'd talk a little bit about some of the off-season stuff with the name image and likeness and the conference realignment but we can let's table that for uh another another time when maybe we got a little bit of a slower week because i'm kind of itching to talk about these games and talk about making some picks and, yes sir uh, I'm looking at it. I, I know it's not not the the buffet is a little thin this weekend. Um, it's, it's appetizers. We it's appetizers. It's, uh, <laughs> exactly. It's we the do have the, hour. As Belox mentioned at the top of the show, just we got football. We got football on the table, and we're going to look at a game uh, 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 tomorrow on Saturday. Then we're also going to look at a couple games uh, during the week next week. Um, the three games I want to uh, just kind of talk briefly about, and then then uh, if any of you. Any of us have picks? Let's drop those and, and share what those are and kind of why we're why we're looking at that. But let's start with Nebraska versus Illinois. We we're chatting about this a little bit earlier, talking about Illinois quite a bit um, in the uh, with their futures wins. Illinois is getting six and a half points. The total points is fifty four and a half in this game. Uh, the game was originally going to be played in Ireland, but uh, they called an audible and playing it in Champaign, Illinois. And as we talked about, Brett Bielema making his debut as the head coach for Illinois. Had a lot of success with Wisconsin, jumped to Arkansas. Didn't have quite the success there, but he has that formula. Belak's kind of talked about it. I already talked about it. You run the ball and play some defense. Um, and for me, it's good enough. That's a good enough formula for a team like an Illinois in a, in a division like the Big Ten West. Uh, hey, you know, be a contender. Uh 
and every now and then kind of pop up towards towards the top of the Big Ten West and and get you more than three and a half wins. So um, then on the other side of the ball, you know, we talked about Scott Frost and some of the issues that uh, Nebraska has been having and sort of the expectations there. So, gentlemen, uh, Illinois is getting six, six and a half points and the total points is 54 and a half. Are any of you taking this game or taking any of these picks? B-Locks? Yeah, uh, Maddie Money. I gotta tell you, I am uh, I am uh, gonna gonna jump right on this. I am actually take. I got two bets on this. Uh, we'll talk about them a little bit later. I'll just just in general here. Uh, if you're gonna give me Illinois in Champaign and you're gonna give me six and a half, seven points, basically a touchdown here. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 a big believer in uh, in in Coach Bielema here and the uh, fighting Illini here. I I, I gotta tell you again, as I said earlier in the program here, I. Uh, I was a big believer in Scott Frost, but, uh, uh, you know, history has told me, you know what, uh, that, that might not have been a, a smart move early on. So, you know, at, at this point, the, the way that they turn the ball over, uh, Martinez coming back for Nebraska is uh, unfortunately become known as a, as a bit of a turnover machine for the, uh, the Cornhuskers here. And so, yeah, I, I am uh, absolutely uh, – I'm a, I'm a believer in the Illini here, and uh, I, I don't know if you want to talk about the under later a little little bit later on, but uh, that's something that I'm definitely looking at in my way as well. Excellent. What do you think, uh, Mickey? Yeah, I, I, I'm got, I'm taking, I'm, I'm uh, definitely taking the fighting Illini in this one. I'll talk a little bit more about it uh, soon, but definitely laying the points. I got plus seven on DraftKings. Uh, I look at it this way. Nebraska is having trouble getting out of their own way under Scott Frost. A lot of turnovers. They haven't quite been able to get over the hump. You add in the pressure of these NCAA investigations, even though NCAA investigations don't normally lead to anything. But my big takeaway, two things I want to point to, and I talked about one a second ago. Illinois has got a lot of starters returning, including a senior quarterback. Brett Bielema knows how to coach in the Big Ten. And he wasn't brutal at Arkansas. It came off the wheels came off late in his tenure there. But he he come he comes in, he's okay. He's a college coach. Lovey Smith, not a college coach. But the big thing is Illinois, they play Nebraska tough, and they're four and two versus Nebraska against the spread at home in their last six games in Champaign. So that's why I'm I'm laying the points on uh the fighting Illini under Burt Bielema. Boss hog, baby. <laughs> Yes, sir. I believe they won last year, forty-one twenty-three. Late, uh, kind of an, an upset victory, is if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Scotty, you you got any picks on this game? I'm not touching this game, boys. I have no idea what this game's going to look like. Um, <laughs> you're going to have to get back to me on the next two. I got you there. Excellent. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so I'm uh, I'm actually I'm on Illinois. I'm taking the under in this game, under fifty-four and a half. I just think. New coach with be, with Bielema running the football, probably slow this game down. Nebraska's been a little clunky. I see this game being maybe like a 24-17 type, type game. So I like the under first game of the season kind of thing. So that's where I am uh, on this. And that plus six and a half for Illinois, uh, plus seven on DraftKings, I guess. I, I haven't pulled the trigger on that, but uh, I've been tempted. Ben Tom, the money, so. the money's moving. It's moving. It's moving closer and closer to to uh, six and five and a half. Just the way the public money has been going uh, this week. So we'll see what happens uh, when the when the uh, game kicks off uh, tomorrow. But uh, as of right now, uh, a lot of people laying the points on the Illini. Mm-hmm. Scotty, I want I want to get you in on this next game because you sent a text about two months ago. 
uh, maybe not quite two months ago, but we're talking Ohio State um, giving up 13.5 points at Minnesota in the opener. Buckeyes come in preseason number four. Total points in this is 65 and a half. Um, Ohio State has their new QB, CJ Stroud, taking over for Fields. The past two QBs under Ryan Day, they've had monster opening days. I, I believe it's five touchdowns apiece. Uh, wasn't against competition like Minnesota necessarily, but still pretty impressive. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, we got PJ Fleck, you know, the, the, the Gophers. They uh, look to kind of recapture that magic they had a, a few seasons ago. I believe they went like 10 and two. And uh, um, last year didn't quite have it. Didn't follow that season up uh, with much last year. Last year was a weird year. Um, can Minnesota get back? Uh, what's your take when you see this uh, with the Buckeyes in Minnesota, Scotty? Yeah, guys, I, I, when I saw that line back when it first was released a couple of weeks back, I mean, I, I did text y'all and I mean, it just jumps out to me. I think, again, the opening game, Ohio State's going to come out and make a big-time statement. I think that um, – I mean, listen, P.J. Fleck, I love that guy, but, listen, you can only row the boat so fast when you're playing against big boys <laughs> like Ohio State. And um, I feel like it's going to be a high-energy game there the first quarter, maybe in the first half. But like Ohio State's going to do, um, we talked about a lot last year, man, halftime adjustments, things like that, the skill players they have on the team. Um, I know they lost 10 players to the draft, but they reload every year. They're just like Alabama. I expect them to come out firing. And re- guys, like, you know, coming in number four, right, they want to make a statement and they want to make it immediately. They want to get from four to three to two. I mean, they want to keep pressing. So I think they're going to come out and make a monster statement. And I think they torch Minnesota. I think that line is low. Um, guys, I, I feel like it's a four-touchdown game. This is an easy bet. This is a – this is – I know it's the first game of the year. and P.J. Fleck-led team. P.J. Fleck is high on this Minnesota team. I feel like the, the media has been pretty high on this Minnesota team coming into this season, expecting them be, to be better than last year. Um, but I think Ohio State comes out, statement game for them to start the season off. They handle them. I, I'm going to say they beat them by 28. So, wow. to me, this is an easy bet. And I'm going to put – you know, if it wasn't the first game of the year, I'd put more money on, but it's, it's easily a two-unit bet for me. Mickey. Yeah, this is, uh, you know, I think Ohio State's benefiting from going to Minnesota in September and not November. That helps. Breaking a new quarterback, Maddie, you mentioned Ryan Day's had success. CJ Stroud, five-star recruit. I mean, this is this is a guy with pedigree. He's looking good, beating out a couple other highly rated uh, prospects as well. Uh, I look at that 13 and a half. I think Ohio State's uh, Ohio State's going to cover. Definitely, uh, we're taking them this one. I'm going to evaluate as the game gets closer. But that total points, I'm leaning toward the over. Because Ohio State struggled. Their defensive backfield, they struggled in pass coverage at times last year. I could see Minnesota getting getting a few uh, – getting down big and getting a few uh, touchdowns to sort of keep it a, a two- to three-score game for, for a chunk of the way, but never really being in it, you know. Kind of Ohio State gets up by 24 points and Minnesota scores some points and Ohio State continues to score. So that that's 65-and-a-half. That's going to be a high-scoring game. But I'm predicting a game that's in that like 49 to – to 21, 49 to 24 range. And, and I think that's going to be the, uh, the cover for uh, Ohio State, but also the total. There are two bets that I'm heavily, heavily looking at as this game draws near. Excellent. Belox, you got any money on this one? Um, I, I, I do have the Buckeyes. Uh, I think it's 13 and a half. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm looking at uh, the Buckeyes cover on the 13 and a half. Uh, you guys, for the same reasons as um, – uh, as you guys uh, had uh, already uh, mentioned, so I won't uh, I won't beat a dead horse here. Excellent. Well, let's move on to the last game. Um, mentioned it's kind of a thin 
thin uh, thin buffet of, of of games over the course of the next four or five six days. But uh, staying in the Big Ten, Michigan State is plus three and a half at Northwestern. Total points forty five and a half. Northwestern was in the Big Ten title game last year. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe they beat Auburn in their bowl game. I know bowl games, there's a lot of players not uh, not playing and all that. But, you know, Pat Fitzgerald there, one of the, one of the best coaches in the nation, uh, do, doing with, with what he has to work with. He does does an awful <laughs> lot with it. Um, any of you guys got picks on this one? Yes, sir. I got a little info to share real quick. Uh, let's go to Scotty, baby. That's real? Yeah, just Scotty, real quick. Go. You know, last year Northwest was a senior-laden team. This year, they returned four starters on each side of the ball. Now, I didn't know what B-Lox was about to say, and I don't know if this would influence. Maybe I should have waited. <laughs> but they're only returning four starters on each side of the ball. That concerns me. Um, so, I'm, I'm willing, boys, and as I've been researching this game here just to, as today, um, I think I'd put some money on Michigan State. One unit. I, th- I think that they cover that. I think that I think that you know what I'm not. I mean, I'm not placed a bet on this yet, but this is a this is a great opportunity to to win a little extra money. Put a unit straight up, Michigan State to win that game. Scott Scotty's got some good points here. Uh, um, if I could build off of what he's talking about here, uh, North Northwestern has a, uh, a a depleted roster here, no doubt about it. And uh, uh, I, you know, the way that I'm looking at this game right now here is, uh, you know, I. Three, three, three and a half points, depending on what uh, what what metric you're looking at here, and uh, the way I'm looking at this place uh, at this bet right now, if you were going to tell me, you know, uh, Northwestern minus three and a half, you know what, I'm, I may look at Michigan State on this. Uh, my bet on this game right now, I can tell you right now, is uh, uh, Northwestern money line. I think that this one is going to be a one-point game. I think this is going to be within three-point games. I think this is going to be ridiculously close. I think uh, it's going to be a great Big Ten football game. It's one of the games that I am looking forward to watching. And uh, I got to tell you, I I think it's going to come down to coaching. And uh, in the end, I I do believe that Pat Fitzgerald is going to win this game. But I think it's going to be awfully close. So uh, my bet on this one here is Northwestern, but I'm sticking in the money line here. If you're going to make me uh, give up three and a half points, then I might have to go the other way. So uh, right now, my bet is uh, Northwestern money line. Wow. So Scotty and uh, B-Locks taking opposite yeah, sides in I this like game. It. Well, somebody yeah. break the tie. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to tell you, Michigan State money line, B-Locks has got Northwestern money line. Come on, Mickey. Come on, money. I'm going to stay away from this one for two reasons. One, Northwestern is, like Scotty, to your point, they have so many, they're replacing so many starters. Uh, this isn't a team that's loaded with talent. Pat Fitzgerald gets the most out of what he has, and they overachieve. Michigan State, I don't know what they have in Mal Tucker. I don't know what they have in talent on that team. They made a couple, they upset Michigan last year, and they're like, hey, that's, that's, that's nice. And then they get upset by Rutgers. I think they lose to Rutgers by like 10 points. And, and I know last year was funny with, with the way the season unfolded in the Big Ten. Uh, but I just don't know what, who and what Michigan State is. This could be a, this could be a double-digit win by Northwestern if uh, Michigan State is uh, uh, not a good team. And if Michigan State has some talent and is coached up, they, they, might, they might pull this out. So I, I don't have a pick here, guys. I'm staring clear from this one because I, I don't know who either team is right now. 
Yeah, that's uh, yeah, I, I kind of would be leaning towards Northwestern, but I don't know. I, I, I really, I don't have a pick on this game, and uh, I, that's I'm why really Week ready. Zero is yeah. such a great, yeah. great time to watch football. We, get, we, you learn, you get so much information Week One here. To all of our listeners out there, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, well, you know what? All right, so that's our games of interest. Uh, like I said, uh, not a lot out there, but let's shift gears here, gentlemen. Um, as I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, we have a, a new segment in here the Sports Bets Fun Team Parlay. And this is where each one of the crew, we're going to go around and we're going to each drop one pick, just give a quick brief, brief, uh, reason for for what you're taking and remember this is our parlay pick so we don't have to go hog wild um want to take some money lines some some safe bets we got to string together four picks this week boys and uh try and see if we can come away with it so um mickey i'll I'll start with you give us your pick and uh quick thought on why you like it you boy you boys ready pull the rabbit out of the hat give me a drum roll somebody let's uh let's go (laughs) So I'm going to pick a team that last year made me money. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about them later in our picks competition. But I'm going San Jose State versus Southern Utah. You get an FBS versus FCS. I'm taking the under. Right now the total is at 56 and a half. I'm taking the under. This is a tune-up game for San Jose State. They play a big game next weekend that we talked about. Uh, Southern Utah, not a very good FCS team. They're going to struggle to score points. Uh, San Jose State's got 20 returning starters, so th- this is one where uh, the odds at minus 114, San Jose State, the under at 56.5 is my entry into our team parlay. Scotty, P. Good. what are you adding to the what are you adding to the 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 uh, recipe here, the buffet or whatever you want to call it? Been calling it for a few weeks, gentlemen, and I talked about it earlier. Ohio State's going to come out and make a statement. They're going to hammer the Gophers. That's an easy bet. Ohio State, 13 and a half over Minnesota. Love it. Love it. B-Locks. Yes, sir. I got that, that Friday night game. Hey, we might be uh, we might be on the air when this game is going on uh, 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 next Friday. So uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully I'll be uh, I'll, I'll be looked at in high regard. But again, we talked about this before. Again, controversial game here. Very, very difficult game to call here, but I'm, I'm taking the uh, I'm I'm taking the Northwestern Wildcats money line over the Michigan State Spartans here on Friday. Oh, I like it! Wow, wow. Well, gentlemen, I am uh, a game we haven't really talked about at all, but I am going to go with Bowling Green on the plus thirty-four and a half versus Tennessee. Minus oh no, Maddie, say it ain't so. Well, well you know, I want to change my pick. I want to change my pick. Hang on, hang on. So let me let me, let me give you let, let me give we you the odds on parlay. this. We can't boo the parlay. This this parlay is going to total odds on the parlay. Let me plug this in real quick. Can someone give me a drum roll? Actually, wait a minute. Look at that. I see we got a bigger tech budget this Plus year. I like it. Nine seventy three. I'll throw Ooh. a couple bucks on that. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, for for week zero, not a lot there. Uh, it's a good way, good way to wait our wait our toe into the season here. Can't wait absolutely, to talk about absolutely. it next next Friday night. And we might even by the time we get to this segment next Friday, we might be coming down to the wire and get a little resolution in that game and potentially our parlay. Well, I tell you what, Scotty, I, 
Tennessee's gonna gonna throttle Bowling Green, but thirty four and a half is a lot of points, right? You know, a couple garbage touchdowns or you know, rest some players for the next week or something. That that's what I'm banking on there. So don't hold me I to ex- it. I expect Tennessee to actually lose to a MAC team by thirty four and a half points versus oh, beating a MAC team by oh, thirty four and a half. Oh, I'm not I'm not oh. saying Tennessee's gonna lose the game. I'm just saying the the odds of that happening are higher. <laughs> Hey, that's, that's for you, Scotty. That's for you. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I was gonna say this is a. <laughs> all right, all right. It's a family yeah, show. Yeah. I uh, thought this was a family-friendly <laughs> show. <laughs> all right. Well, tell you what. Uh, that's the FBF parlay. Uh, we've got just to recap that real quick. Mickey San Reno is entering the uh, San Jose State and versus uh, Southern Utah. The under fifty-six and a half. Scotty B. Goods going with Ohio State, laying thirteen and a half points. B locks is taking Northwestern with the money line straight up over Michigan state. And I'm throwing in Bowling green plus 34 and a half points and total odds on this is plus nine seventy three. This is a big Ooh, one, gentlemen. This is a big absolutely. one. We, we'll see how this one flies week one, but that'll definitely be fun. But enough for that. Mickey, I think it's time we, uh, we, uh, kick it over to you and let's, uh, let's, let's lay out our picks of the week and uh, wrap this thing up. Shall we? Let's go. We got to cue the music. There it is. So you guys that listen to us, you know it's that time for picks. This is where we make you money. The season's early. It's week zero. It's like when you're at the wedding and it's the cocktail hour and you're snacking on the uh, the bacon-wrapped dates and the little deviled egg. The season's green. Speaking of green, I'm going to introduce you to the man who needs no introduction when it comes to green. This guy makes you green. Scotty Betts, who are you picking? Who are you picking in the pitch contest? Yeah, Mickey, I appreciate it, brother. And guys, you know if you're going to bet with me, it's got to be good. Let's go, dude. Hey, I'm going back to the well again. Ohio State, minus 13 and a half. Lock it in. That's a two-unit bet for me. Hey, I'm going to ride Cash's coattails on this. Fresno State, at minus 27 and a half. I'm going to throw it in there. I'm going to put a unit on that. And guys... Maybe this is a homer pick. I'm going to the game, my alma mater. Tennessee, I've got it at minus 34, not 34 and a half. Over Bowling Green. Um, I think they're just going to throw up a lot of points, man. Bowling Green's horrible, bottom line. Hey, and real quick, guys, I'm not even kidding. Just a few minutes ago, who can help me change my picks, I got a text from none other than our very own Charlie Cash. And you better, better believe I'm telling my boy C. Cash. He's taking the under. Under 55 on Illinois, Nebraska. He's got the UTEP New Mexico and UTEP at minus 10. Loving the Fresno UTEP. Both Fresno first half, minus 14 and a half, and four games at 27 and a half. Here's some points. UConn didn't play a game last year. at 6 and 30 in the last 36 games, and they've lost 26 in 30 of those, okay? Or they've averaged a loss of 26 in 30 of those games. That's a lot of notes there from Cash. I'm telling him. Nice. Love the picks. Love see Cash getting back in the action. B-Locks, is it time for you to unveil your three picks? Hey, yes, sir. Thanks, uh, thanks, Mickey. Let me see what I got here for you. Hey, some of these I've already talked a little bit about in the podcast, so, uh, hey, uh, not going to be a whole lot of a uh, whole lot of surprise here for you here. So a couple things I'm looking at here. Number one, 
I'm looking at that Nebraska-Illinois game coming up here within about 24 hours right now, and I'm taking a look at the under on that 54 and a half. Uh, some, I got some metrics looking at under 55 on this, but I'm playing the under on Illinois and Nebraska for tomorrow. Also, I am playing Illinois plus six and a half, plus seven, depending it. I got it at plus seven. You might be getting it at plus, uh, plus six and a half, but either way, I like Illinois in this game being played in Champaign. Uh, my third pick here uh, coming up is North Carolina. Minus five and a half over Virginia Tech. I like this one. I like North Carolina. I was going to say Scotty's real high on North Carolina this year. Virginia Tech kind of on the uh, on the downslide lately. Uh, Justin Fuente, the head coach, five and six last year, kind of on the slide. I like North Carolina as an up-and-coming team here. So those are my three picks. Those are where I've got my money this week, week zero. All right, yeah, feel free to uh, tell me or fade me at your discretion, boys. Well, B-Locks, I am tailing you. I already dropped this a little bit earlier, but I am taking the under 54.5 points in the Nebraska-Illinois game. My second pick, I'm looking at Hawaii versus UCLA. I'm taking the under 68.5 points. Now, we know that UCLA's favorite big I believe it's 17 and a half points last time I looked, but they also have LSU the following week. You know they're going to hold a little bit back come fourth quarter, maybe show a little bit of a vanilla offense or, or not leave some of the tricks uh, uh, leave a little to be behind. seen. Yeah, leave a little behind so they can keep that. So I'm thinking because of that, they're not going to hit that 68 and a half points. My third pick, I'm going to the buck, guys. Scotty be good. Uh, he talked about this early, minus 13 and a half. They're going to roll. Buckeyes going to roll. Taking, uh, taking Ohio State for number three. Yeah. Nikki, what do you got? Love the pick, Maddie. But guys, I'm not going to lie. I'm feeling pretty good about winning this competition. And of course, you know what I'll be enjoying when the season ends. And since y'all are going to be paying for it, I'm going to fly you out to Vegas for a nice steak dinner at Andy Amo, and then victory to goes over at Monte Cristo. I'm excited we're putting money on the board, and I'm excited we're going to have some fun in this little competition. But gentlemen, and listeners, do the pick. First, we're going to Champaign, Illinois, in a game we've talked about. Popping bottles for this intriguing matchup. Both teams returning 17 starters, so nothing separating them there. I like Illinois' plays, Wisconsin, or Illinois' plays, Nebraska, tough. 4-2 against the spread in their last six at home against the Huskies. This is an easy one. Which coach enjoys a steak dinner more than the other? The answer to that question, Bert Bielema. His boys come out and get the W in week one. From laying the points, Illinois plus seven. The next game, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna move out west. We're heading to New Mexico for a clash between two schools that are somehow still SBF teams. Very few people know that these two teams played a thriller last November in Los Cruces, New Mexico, with UTEP winning 44-35. That's right, we're talking UTEP at New Mexico State University. UTEP again comes rolling into Aggieland to open both teams' seasons. UTEP, 4-2 against the spread at New Mexico State in their last day. I like that. You know what else I like? UTEP, 19 total starters returning versus only three for New Mexico State, and that's according to Bill Steele, who knows his stuff. Miners rolling this one, laying the points, 
Miners getting giving nine and a half. All right, gentlemen, it's time for the last game. We're going to continue going to California. A little aching in my heart. That's right, a little Led Zeppelin tribute. San Jose State hosting FCS Southern Utah. Our loyal listeners will know how much I love the Spartans. So much so that I regularly call them the Trojans. Must be because they always cover when rising to the occasion. 20 starters from last year returning, including quarterback Nick Circle. Guys, that's a good tune-up game. They got a big one. We talked about their big one in week two. They got an overmatched FCS opponent this week. But this is week zero. It's the appetizer of the season. So it's not really my staked in a boom lock. It's more of my staked tartar lock. Betting the under on this one, I got the total of 56 and a half. San Jose State, Southern Utah, the under. Gentlemen, those are my picks. May the best better win. May the best handicapper win. May the best man win. Excellent, excellent. Well, we love it. And uh, we'll be tracking those and reporting back next show on uh, this week's picks. So that's it for the show. Um, we'll be looking forward to doing it all again next week. Till then, follow all the action along with us on Twitter, uh, at SportsBetsFun on Twitter. Check out the website, SportsBetsFun.com. Have fun watching the games between now and next time. Uh, we hope you all make a little bit of money. Before we get out of here, gentlemen, anybody got any last picks to drop? No. Good to be gave back. All, Good to be back. Gave a, we gave a lot. Excellent, excellent. Leave nothing on the table. But follow us on Twitter in case there's any, uh, any of our stuff offline. We'll make sure we'll get those up there. For Mickey San Reno, Scotty Be Good, B Locks, and all our friends from the show, I'm Maddie Money. Thank you for tuning in to Sports Bets Fun. <laughs>